7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Good evening and thanks for joining us on the show. Uh, Tabiso Musia is me, uh, obviously. Katlako uh, Mudiba and Liolom Kalipia producing the show and Sylvester Komane is in a technical. We did mention last week that we would be building up to the Cricket World Cup and talk all things cricket on Thursdays and we started off with Alan Donald a week ago and uh, for those who missed that interview, actually that podcast is up on our Twitter page as well as on Iono.fm, our Twitter page is SAFM Radio, uh, but only one topic up for discussion this evening that's the Proteas World Cup squad which was announced this afternoon uh, by the convener of selectors Mr. Linda Zondi and uh, for those who missed uh, the squad here it is uh, Faf Duplessis the captain Aiden Makram Quentin de Kock Hashim Amla Rassi van der Dersen David Miller Andele Petluguayo JP Dumini Dwayne Pretorius Del Stein Kajiso Rabada Lungi Ngidi Andrach Nujie Imran Tahir and Tabrez Shamzi uh, so we will be joined in studio tonight by the convener Mr. Uh, Zondi who made the announcement and we'll try and understand the the thought process. Feel free to join our conversation at any time on 0891-104-207. We also take WhatsApp voice notes on 061-4104-107. That's studio number 0891-104-207. We've also invited a journalist, Lungani Zama, is uh, here also with us. We'll get his thoughts and then we'll also speak to a former player, now turned coach later on, uh, just to get uh, different views on the Proteas World Cup squad so that's the only thing we're discussing tonight on the show and up next we speak to mr linda zondi for the story behind the action catch tabiso musia weekdays at 7 p.m so let's talk all things proteas now we've spoken to uh, mr linda zondi a few times on the show on the phone over the phone and he's, he's been kind enough to join us in studio uh, tonight good evening sir thank you very much for your time Good evening. How are you, Tabs? I'm fine, thanks. You must be a busy man, as I was telling you right now. It must be a busy day for you. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a challenging day, hey. But it's nice. It's, it's it's quite nice. I enjoyed it. But how do you feel? The wait is finally over now. You've delivered the squad. Does it feel like some weight has been lifted off your shoulders? Absolutely. Um, you know, one hasn't been sleeping a lot, but I think it's it's important for us to to understand that uh, from here onwards, that's when the business will start. Mm. We've got a couple of guys who are injured, and we still have to to look at them, at them, especially in our medical side. They are advising me and our selection panel in terms of a way forward. So, yeah, there's still a lot to come. Technically, you have until about late May to name the final squad, but why did you decide to announce it today? I think um, there, were, there was no, uh, it was a decision that they took um, in terms of announcing it today because I think by the 30th of May, mm. that's when uh, probably the, the deadline of submission of the squad to the ICC. So we still have time and we've got a couple of guys that, as we mentioned, that a couple of guys who are in rehab that we still have to monitor and look at. But I think by, by large is that we do have backup players that we have in mind in terms mm-hmm. of anything happens. Because as you are aware, for the past 18 months, we've given a lot of opportunity to a lot of guys in different roles. So for us, is we do have backups uh, in terms of specific roles that we're looking at. And you keep talking about us, and maybe we can start there uh, just to give the listeners a better understanding of who makes up the selection panel. Um, in the selection, it's, it's a group of five um, selectors that are in, in, in the panel. Um, we've got Otis Gibson, who is, is, is part of the select, selection committee. We've got um, Errol Stewart. Um, we've got Hussein Manak. We've got Lux Koboshiane. And then Linda Zondi, who's chairs the, the, the panel. And who has the final say? Yeah. <laughs> if if yeah, there's Linda a deadlock. Zondi, <laughs> Linda Zondi makes that call, hey? Obviously. <laughs> 
So I heard you at the press conference today saying it took 16 months to put this squad together. What gets considered when you're selecting a World Cup squad? What comes into play? I think the first thing is that probably we're fortunate that the Proteas, um, we, we, they had a, a new blood from the coaching perspective, if one can say. The board appointed Otis Gibson, um, I think it's 18 months ago, of which he came with a different um, a narrative or probably a philosophy in terms of uh, of how cricket is played. Um, probably, is, is, I mean, from the West Indies point of view, they're very attacking, they're very confident um, a group of players when they play their cricket. Um, South Africans all this time, we've been very conservative in terms of how we play our game. So I think the journey started there where we started with our vision 2019. We've looked at over about about 50 or 40 players mm. that we're looking at in different roles. We're looking at openers, we're looking at number threes, we're looking at number fours. By that time, the, the, everyone is talking about the name Ebi Villiers. Ebi Villiers at the time, we were certain that he was the number four. We look at our middle order, we look at our finishers, we look at our bowling all-rounders, look at our batting all-rounders. So that is a skill or that is a role that we struggle a lot um, in in, 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 our, in in our franchise system per se. That's why everyone else is saying, why Dwayne Pretorius, not Chris Morris? But uh, we can touch on that later. And then we looked at our, our, our spinners, uh, we looked at our seamers, we looked at our, you know, the issue of a left-arm seamer as well has mm. come in into a picture. We looked at that as well. There was a Wayne panel before. We looked at our seamer tag. Um, so that's what, what we had to look at. We look at our wicket keeper. As you can, you can see that we don't have a backup keeper in the squad, but we can touch on that later. So yeah. that's been happening in the, in the past 18 months. We also try by all means to use three formats, uh, not probably per se, we use two formats. We use a T20 um, just to, to, to you know, like to, to introduce most of the guys that we, we are interested in into a T20 so that the transition from the T20 to the ODI can be smoother. Um, so we've done that. So within that 18 months period or 16 months period, we've definitely have given a lot of guys opportunity. But I think um, the, the, the key there was that sometimes how, how, how many games is enough mm -hmm. to a player? So that's a challenge that one had to face um, within this process. So, but anyway, we've managed to be where we are and we're comfortable with what we have. And what about transformation? Does that also come into play? Even though, I mean, all the guys that are in the squad look like are definitely their own merit. Do you have a certain number where you have to pick a certain number of players of color? Is that, is, is that still on? It, transformation, uh, probably just to be to be clear, is that transformation is here to stay in our country, it's here to stay in our system, and there's nothing we can do about it, and I'm fully behind it. So, but we need to reach a point whereby we've got enough players um, that you don't have to look at color, yeah. because some of these young guys, they don't have a baggage, actually one that we carry. Um, for them, they, they've never understood why they weren't picked because of the color of their skin, but we do. So, when you look at the players that we have, we've also looked at the transformation, and we've given a lot of players. I mean, we've given the keepers Mosetle, we've given Mosetle as a keeper, we've given um, Eddie Lee, they were as Eddie Lee, there was as Pangiso as well, um, from the spinning department, we've given batters, um, we've, we've given bowlers opportunity from the transformation point of view, from the black African, from the from the colored and the Indians, we've given Maharaj a go, but these are the guys we have done well within the franchise setup, so for us it was just an, a transition to pick them, because that's what it's all about, from the selection point of view, you pick from the protests, you pick from the franchise, the guys that you're looking at, you, 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 you elevate them into a SAA team, you use them for T20 and then you pick them for ODI. Talking about the ODIs, with the IPL on the go now, no ODI <coughs> series to come, what are the plans to keep the guys active? Is it up to the individuals wherever they're playing or will there be a national camp? 
there will be um, a camp before the guys they jet into the jet out to, to to England. I think it was commenced on the 12th, and we're leaving on the 19th. But at the moment, we've got a, a, a lot of our guys there in 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 a county cricket. They're playing yeah. cricket. Some of those who are not there, they're playing cricket somewhere. Some of them they're playing IPL. Some of them they're still playing in our T20 at the moment. So by lot, a lot of guys um, are still involved within the cricket setup. Would you have preferred to have uh, 50 over matches for the Proteas leading up to the World Cup? Absolutely, absolutely. I would have preferred to play um, Pakistan as our last series before before we finish off. I would have preferred to play uh, India. I would prefer to play Australia. So, but we had we had Sri Lanka, of which yes, it was um, it was it was a series that we, we we had to also decide on our final squad. You know, but we we, we felt that by Australia we would have finished uh, like. But forty um ninety percent of our squad should be finalized by then, mm-hmm. so that we give them the Pakistan series to play as a team. We give them Sri Lanka to play as a team. But our plans changed when um, a lot of guys got injured. Um, there were a lot of guys who were a bit also out of form. So uh, uh, that plan changed a bit. Okay, for those who've just joined us, we are talking to the convener of selectors, uh, Proteus convener of selectors, Mr. Linda Zondi. You can call us on 0891-104-207 if you have any questions. And we take voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. Let's get to the squad now, Mr. Zondi. A couple yes. of talking points. And um, I think the big one is Hashim Amla. Was it a tough decision, firstly, to make? Or was there no doubt uh, that Hashim Amla would be on the plane uh, to go to England and Wales? I think there, there were a couple of guys that you say, no, they were definitely on the team. The Kakis Orabada, Faf Duplessis. But the rest, we, there was just, it was never an easy decision. Um, Hashim Amla especially, um, that's the decision that uh, caused one to have a sleepless night. But we, we, I'm glad that we, we ended up. I, I think I'm going to be brief. And is that from the selection panel, we, we, as a selector, you look at you look at stats as part of it, and it's not the only decision that you make in terms of that. You look at the balance of the team, mm-hmm. you look at the contribution, what the guy has to offer into a side. So when you look at Hashim Amla, we, we had to make a final decision between himself, um, Riza Hendricks, and then and then Aiden Markram. Mm-hmm. Now you, you, then you say you need to have youth. When you look at the squad that you've selected, we've got eight players. Young guys who've just joined us in, in, in to be part of the squad. Several of them, those guys who played in the, in the last um, 2015 World Cup, of which eight new guys. So we tried by all means, excuse me, we tried by all means to 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 to, to gel or to to blood the the, the young guys and um, and the senior guys. So no one can question us in terms of blooding young guys and the senior guys. But in terms of Hashim Amlam, we we we, we look at Riza. We gave him an opportunity against Zimbabwe, average 20. 22 or 23 stand to be corrected mm-hmm. then after that we look we played against Sri Lanka um, we played against Australia give him a go uh, we gave him a go then he averaged about 24 around about there and then after that after Australia then we had Pakistan I think average about 41 42 and then after that we played against Sri Lanka which averaged 10 10.2 so that is very low in terms of the number of uh, volume of games that you have been given remember we don't have time we've mm-hmm. got we've got a we've got a deadline to set the squad we need to make sure we're looking at that we've tried him at number three we've tried him at number one and two as well remember there was a bit who retired yeah. and, uh, and then we had to look at number four we've Big moved we've, we've moved we've moved a b uh, we've moved a faf into number four we had a, a vacuum at number three and then by chance then we looked at the our players we've done well within a franchise that's when the Fanda Dawson came into a picture yeah. I mean that player just moved the walls top scoring he, play, he super played league. he played so well he played at Mzanti that's why Mzanti league was was such an, 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 an additional for select 
factors. We looked at a lot of players from there. So then for us is that, we, that, that here is a player who's averaging 25, Ariza Hendricks. Then we went to, to Makram. Before we, we picked him for, for Zimbabwe, we have given him about 16 matches. He was averaging about 22, 25 as well. Against Zimbabwe, averaged 33. Against Australia, averaged about 20, um, 33 as well. And then against... Um, against Sri Lanka because we picked him against Pakistan he didn't play we picked him in a squad we didn't play him because we had Hashim Amla who just came back we didn't go to Australia and we wanted to give Riza a good go in terms of where he is because we have given uh, Makram 16 matches so then one looks at it that we've got Makram who's averaged at 90, 96 average because he was not out twice mm. so it's that is how he played and that is that's, that's the game then when you look at these two young cars potentially yes they are there uh, do, uh, do they have the flair or they, are they good on the field? Yes, they do. But Riza is averaging 25.6. It's, that is not the only, it's only thing, or it's not a yeah. point that we're looking at. I just want to make that clear. But you've got Riza averaging 25. We've got Makram, consider everything is averaging 41. You've got Hashim Amla, who's averaging 53 with a strike rate of over 86. When you look at a Hashim, um, um, Otis Gibson, after the board have nominated him, like I've mentioned, he's, he's come with a, a brand of cricket of which guys need to express themselves. Confident cricket. Absolutely. You don't want to be in a position that you've got two young guys going to the World Cup. It's a different pressure. And then all of them, they average him less than 24, less than 30. So then what you do is that you try to balance the two. That's why Ashim Amla was a, for us, was, was, a, was a decision that you have to make. Yeah, is, he, is he off form? Yes, he's a bit of off form because he, hasn't, he didn't play against Sri Lanka because of family responsibility yeah. that he has to do. Against, against Australia, he was injured. So then one you need to look at in terms of where he was at Pakistan. He averaged 50 against, against Pakistan, about five matches. So for us, it's important that we still have a, a guy that even though we allow the coach's um, philosophy and his brand of cricket, that the guys can express themselves. You need someone that players can bet around and no, no one else better than Hashim Amla. Most of the teams that we're going to play against, they've got two spinners. They're going to play two, two spinners in the side. Makram is not a great player of spin at the moment. Riza Hendricks is not even a great player of spin. Who's our best player of spin at the moment as well within the look of senior cars? It's Quinton Tukoku plays spins well. Faf Duplisi plays spins well. And Hashim Amla. So those are the things that we look at. Those are the issues. And that's what we, we decided to, to come up with this decision. Okay, those who've just joined us, we're talking to the Proteas Convener of Selectors. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break and uh, go to the lines. Uh, the uh, People have called us on 0891-104-207 and we've got WhatsApp voice notes on 061-4104-107. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, lots of reaction as expected. Let's start in social. Nguvem Tuduzi, good evening. Good evening, member, and good evening to Mr. Zondile. Evening. Yes. Uh, on the squad issue, I say the squad is representative of South African Democratics, is transformation friendly, and I'm happy with the inclusion of lo- players who have proven themselves in the domestic league, the likes of Makram, Dwayne uh, Pretoria, Rassi, and Nokia. But now, when it comes to Ashim, Ashim is, is good and bad. He's more like wine. He will mature through time, but I don't know if we have time in the World Cup for him to mature and produce the numbers that Mr. Zodji has been talking about. And for Mela, remember remember last week, I think two weeks back, we were talking about a backup keeper. Yes, yes, with Mark Boucher. the backup keeper now for Quinton. Okay, okay, noted. There's, that's it, Mdu? And, and, and Klassen, what about Klassen? Will we have Klassen maybe have replaced JP? 
Thank you. Okay, thanks for that. Maybe let's go there before we go to the voice notes. Uh, the decision uh, not to go with the second wicketkeeper. We actually spoke to Mark Boucher on the show, and he said he would have taken a specialist, a wicketkeeper there. Firstly, are you allowed to replace a wicketkeeper during the tournament? You're not allowed to replace any player during the tournament Anybody. unless unless if he, he gets injured. Unless if he gets uh, yeah, injured, then you can you can replace them. So hence this decision for us to, to when we made um, not uh, we made not to take a backup keeper mm-hmm. purely because Klassen they talk about Klassen as well we've backed Klassen we've mm-hmm. played him but he's also off form um, but when you when you look at a young guy coming in in the mix um, compared to a Hashim Amlo who's been there who's got stats to prove what his capabilities are it becomes very difficult then to say let's take let's take let's take a backup keeper both the backup keepers they're looking for they were nowhere even close to our batting uh, backup batters that we have when you look at the Riza and Makram and Hashim our backup keepers as a better, purely yeah. as a better. Um, we, 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 we found it that, you know what, it would be better to go with, with an extra better. The issue of, um, of, of going with um, David Miller, it's purely what I've just explained, mm-hmm. is that we'd rather have a better or an extra seamer because we need guys who can bowl 140 and no care who can bowl 140. 140. <laughs> I'm trying to be conservative. <laughs> All right, uh, 100, over 140. And then you're saying, that, let, let me have that because a backup keeper is a backup keeper. It's not going to play. He might even play yeah. if nothing happens. So, But you'll know that one can, someone is going to lack confidence or is not going to perform in the batting. Mm-hmm. So you need to replace a better with a better. Someone may not have a good bowling uh, a spell, then you rather replace a bowler with a bowler. With a keeper, at the moment, Quinton de Kock, regardless if he doesn't keep well, he's mm-hmm. going to have to play as a better. So for us, it's important then to say, let's rather have an extra bowler or an extra better instead of a backup keeper because both of these be- backup keepers that we have, they're not even close to where we are. So just to be clear, if, if something happens to Quinton, fingers crossed it doesn't happen, will you exercise the option or will you trust David Miller or then can you call somebody from outside the squad? If anything happens to Quinton de Kock within the, within the World Cup stage yeah. for, for a week or so, because they don't play game after next sure. date so if anything happens and then Quinton and our medical team say Quinton can recover um, we definitely will, will give David Miller um, is, is it is it a touch and go decision no it's not a touch and go decision it's a big decision mm-hmm. because one drop catch you can lose a match you can be out of the World Cup but if then Quinton de Kock gets injured then he's out of the World Cup mm-hmm. then we definitely will call a backup keeper okay. and of which we do have like I've mentioned to you we we'll do have by. backup we do have standbys from both bowling all-rounders and, 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 and batters have you well. named the standby list no we haven't um, I think we're for now we're not, yeah, not going to name it because anything can happen but we do okay let's go to the voice notes hi member uh, this is Zico in Binoni I for one believe that uh, this 50 that uh, they've selected is is a good for the country what is left is just to pick the perfect 11 for the day. If they don't choke, they can bring back the trophy for us. They can. What is just left is for them to go there and play their best cricket and win it for the country. And at least for once, we can be on top and with the trophy. I really trust in them. I believe in them. They just have to trust in themselves and win it for the country. Thank you. Uh, hi guys, uh, this uh, is Lichia uh, right here in um, Iceland and I wanted to ask about uh, why did the selectors not include an extra wicket keeper into the squad, uh, just to know that, because what if uh, Quentin de Kock uh, gets injured? 
um, in the World Cup because if we re- we have a replacement that that means it is the end of the road for Kunta de Kock in the World Cup. Uh, there are many guys that we could have choose, chose from, likes of Carl Varane, Senatema Klashile and many other guys. So the question why did the selectors not include an extra wicket keeper? Because David Miller is not a keeper. Okay, thank Thanks, thanks for that, Lisa. I think we've just answered that. I see your voice, your voice note came a bit earlier, so you must have heard the answer there. Let's go to Tato, who's on the road. Good evening, Tato. Riza Hendricks has done very well. Riza Hendricks ahead of Makram, wrong selection. I don't agree with the national selector. Uh, what's his name? The left hander. Uh, what's his name? Buren. Um, so the left hander. The bowler. No, the batsman. David Miller. Uh, JP Dumini. JP, JP okay. Dumini has been out for the last few years. He hasn't played competitive cr- cricket. He hasn't played at a high level. Justifying his selection, he's not going forward. Um, Mr. Mr. Amla uh, is out of form. He's not playing well. I'm not, I don't see how he's going to come off. He has failed for over 15, 16 games in front of the public. He is definitely, you cannot justify leaving Riza Hendricks out. That one, I can assure the national selector, he's going to get a backlash from the country. Riza has done well. Any half, any person who understands his cricket, half a turn, you know Riza is supposed to have made the national side. And with Amla, you don't believe that form is temporary and class is permanent? No, 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 no. This is not going to the World Cup. Not three, four weeks before a national uh, a World Cup. Betting is a very difficult art. You don't just pick up form like that. Amla is 36. Amla has gone past his summer date. We need to replace him with somebody better, somebody younger. Okay, somebody, Tato, and, thanks and, and for we that. we have the option of, of Riza Hendrick. Okay, thanks. I'm going to have to move on. We'll get Mr. Zondi to answer, but let's go to Patrick in PE. Good evening, Patrick. Good evening to Mr. Zondi there. Yes. Uh, look, I think, yes, I hear about Amla, and I heard his explanation, and I think it was a bit too late for us to source another person, especially thinking about the fact that he also resigned. Sorry, uh, retired. Uh, but I think one of the things that worries me almost every eve of a World Cup is the fact that we tend to 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 be to be to be making quick fix. We don't properly prepare. I mean, even the teams that we have. I think the team that we have that really got us a test of test of character and really challenged us is Pakistan. You know, but I mean the the, the Sri Lanka team was was poor, man. Was very poor. And I don't think we needed that at that time. And that's one of the things that for me, that always worries me, that we have a squad that is not fully tested and they've played together some couple of matches. And, uh, and, and that is a worrying factor for me. Okay, Patrick, thanks for that. Hamid in Johannesburg, good evening. Hello, Hamid, are you there? Uh, no, I, I'm y- very yes. confident about the team. The only uh, player I feel uh, uh, petulious, uh, I don't know, it, it's... Uh, it's a gamble, I think, uh, to, instead of Riza, you know. Okay, okay, Hamid. Thank I think that's the only... Uh, I'm just worried about... Uh, let's hope he performs. Okay, okay. You know. okay, thanks for that. Let's try and go through some of the questions. I think some of them we've answered already. Um, Makram came up again, and I think we... You also didn't mention his great form in domestic cricket in the Momentum One Day Cup. Uh, I mean, he was the leading run scorer, having played half of the matches. He's gone to England now to get used to the conditions. Did that also weigh in his favour? Absolutely, it, it did. Um, I probably just want to touch, touch, touch on Riza Hendricks again, oh, yeah. um, because I think at the end of the day, we have to choose a squad of 15. At the end of the day, we need to make sure... We, um, and the squad that we, we we we've chosen, we believe that it's a squad that is well balanced. Mm. I did I did 
um, come up front and saying at the end of the day, which was a between, it was a decision between Riza Makram and and Amla, oh, of sure. which I've justified why. Yeah. In our opinion, uh, we justify why. Then we went with uh, Makram because we felt that he's a, he's a kind of a guy that we can use him anywhere from one to six. Um, he went back into a franchise betting at at five. He scored a hundred and big hundred. Um, he went to number four. He scored runs. He went to number um, number three. He also scored runs. Uh, if the facts are there, like I said, when you when you when you when you select, you don't just look at stats. But sometimes you have to look at stats. Yeah. I mean, there's one caller. I spoke about the the keeping the keeping yeah. department. Talk about Verena. Talk about yes. Kashila. That's why we've brought those young guys through yeah. and and fast track them like at Kashila. But we, we we can then be selective what um, when it suits ourselves. Then to to have a narrative and say. A older guy, we don't need an older guy, probably is, is out of form going to the World Cup. Same as a young guy. A young guy can go there, the stage can be too big. And then what you do, then you need to make a decision and back your decision. Yeah. Riza Hendricks, yes, is a good player. Like I've mentioned, stats are there. Um, the issue is that we, uh, uh, the brand of cricket that we play, we can't take everyone. We felt that uh, Makram at the moment is a guy probably is, when you look at where he is, he's slightly ahead of, of Riza Hendricks. Mm. And when Riza Hendricks went back into the franchise cricket as well, he averaged um, 80, 81 or 82 in a franchise cricket where uh, Makram averaged 108. When you look at that in the international stage, I've mentioned the stats. Stats are there, but I just want to be make it clear, it is not only about stats. But then the last um, Sri Lanka, he averaged 10.26. Mm. Um, against Pakistan, yes, he averaged 41. And against Australia, he averaged 24. And against uh, Zimbabwe, he averaged 21. So for us, this, while we are saying, yes, we need youth, yes, we will pick youth, you can't as, as well pick youth based on potential going to the World Cup because we don't need but you don't need potential to the World Cup. We need to go there and win. Um, then at the end of the day, decision must be made. At the end of the day, we can take Hashim Amla and then because they does badly, then we made a decision. We have to justify the reason why we take a youth, a, a young guy, take him there, and the stage can be too big. We've got we've got Quinton Dukok, he's, he's also a young guy. We've got Makram is also a young guy. We've got Andile Petlugwa is a young guy. We've got Lungingeti a young guy. We've got, got two guys that played uh, in the Under 19 World uh, Cup. Three guys. Three guys. Under 19, Makram, yes. um, Ravada, and Petlugai, which yes. shows that in our pipeline it's working, it's coming through. So at the end of the day, yes, you do have players, people who will favor certain players. Reza Hendricks, like I said, in a franchise, he averaged 81. So then you, you, you look at him at the Mzanti League, he did very well, but as is T20, hence with um, Chris Morris. Chris Morris, when you look yeah, at four overs. I was overs, about to go there, yeah. When you look at Chris, uh, Chris Morris in four overs, he, he's the best in the world. Mm. He's currently doing well in, 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 in the IPL. But in did 50, his inconsistency work against in, him? In, absolutely. He hasn't, both, he hasn't completed 50 overs in the 50 overs for, for South Africa for a while. Mm. So I'm not saying maybe he has it, but he has. But from the, from the selection point of view, you're looking for your strike bowler to make sure that he gives you 10 overs. If he doesn't, then you've got a problem. You're looking for a guy who's going to make sure that if his role is to bowl 10 overs, he must give you 10 overs, regardless of what. So those are the reasons why, when you look at certain players, at Dwayne Pretorius, we went, we went around the country and look at, we looked for our best betting all-rounders. Our best betting all-rounders, guys who can bet and give mm. you five overs. It was, Chris, it was Dwayne Pretorius and it was a Mulder, a guy that's a young guy again, mm. it's just 10-20. Mm. We gave, we've gave him opportunity, even though he said matches he didn't play. But we're, with the look at the structure of our side going to the World Cup, we wanted a betting all-rounder, not two bowling all-rounders. Yeah. So that was the reason. So for us is that, yes, there, w there will be... <laughs> 
another, a, a volume of our South African to feel that uh, certain players should be in the team, certain players shouldn't be. But that's a, that's a rationale from us. And I think we, we are very happy in terms of where we are. And then a guy like JP Dumini, he's back. He kept in the team against Sri Lanka in those T20s. There was a question that came up about him. But he was pulled back from taking part in the first part of the local T20 challenge. How is his recovery going? And are you confident that he'll be shoulder pain free in six weeks? There's, there's JP Domini, there's Nokia yeah. as well, there's Lungingiti. Um, those are the guys that are probably, and there's Shemzi. Um, that's, uh, they're sort of like our medical team are working. Um, uh, we wouldn't have picked them um, if they said, you know what, these guys are not going to make it in time. There's, there's, a, there's a plan, there's a, there's a rehab in terms of those players. And if those players don't, don't, don't make it, and then we've got our, our backup players. But by large, we, we are very confident that those guys will make it. Remember, JP's shoulder, we, we have to be in a position whereby we know that if he, if he plays as a better, only as a better, his bowling also is a, is a massive contribution to us. Because if he can give you three or four overs, then you can be in a position whereby you can juggle around from the captain's point of view. So we are, we are, we are also wish, we're hoping that JP can come through and bowl. The issue of choking, we've, we've, we've deliberately spoken about it from the selection point of view. And deliberately. You, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that's why we, we, we felt that to, to, to have young guys coming through who don't have this baggage. Mm. Um, like I said, there's three guys uh, who won the World Cup and there was never an issue of um, of chokers. Um, we've, got, we've got young guys like Kakis. It's always interesting when you sit in, in a team meeting, when you hear these young guys, uh, Quentin, uh, Quentin de Kock and Kakis, so they ooze confidence. Mm. They don't talk about anything about uh, choking and so on. They'll point out to these guys and say, oh, you guys, this is name choking. We don't understand. We don't even know how it... When did it start? But it's just that people that they use that word, but the manner that we are playing as well, it just justify that we, we choke. Mm-hmm. So I think that is one of the reasons when we deliberately spoke about it and we say, it's important for us to not to overlook it. Let's dive straight to it and, and deal with it. Hence, we've got eight guys, young guys who are coming through the system okay. and then seven. I'm going to have to move on fast for the sake of time because I know you're going to be on TV again tonight. We're going to have to let you go. Let's uh, get a voice note quickly. Yo brother, Spoom Jigeliso here. I think the World Cup squad is pretty good. Um, my only snag is that, uh, you know, the, Chris Morris getting left behind for Dwayne Pretorius, uh, the way I perceive it, uh, is a bit erroneous. I know Morris has dipped a little bit in form, the, the million dollar man of the IPL of not so long ago. He bowls at around 140 k's per hour. You know, Pretorius is a 130 kind of guy. On England pitches, that could make a difference. And he, he can hit the ball a mile long. Look, I, I'm not doubting Dwayne Pretorius' ability, but I think on the balance of probabilities, I think Chris Morris has won us more games than Dwayne Pretorius has. And uh, second part is we've got two injured uh, players in that Okay, Spoo, I wish I was where you are. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun, my friend, but I think most of that has been touched on. We're going to have to let Mr. Zondi go, but I want to ask now about uh, the coach, the future of the coach. Does his future depend on the World Cup? Does it depend on winning it? I think uh, without knowing the, 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 the contractual obligation with the coach at the board, but for me is that I would definitely will, will, will love to see um, Otis Gibson continue his role because I think he's done well um, within, this, within the setup. But I think I'll let that decision based on the, on the board. But for me, as a, as a chairman of selectors, I've worked with him. I've seen the difference and the impact he has made within the, within the team. 
uh, like I've mentioned, his philosophy and his brand of cricket is definitely what we need for the country. Because remember, England had four years to build their side. Mm. And we had we had Russell Domingo who left and then um, Otis Gibson joined us. So you, you only had 18 months to, 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 to try and we build a team. So probably for me is that if we had more time with him, you definitely made more impact. What will make a good World Cup for the Proteas? Sounds like an obvious question, but what will satisfy you? No, we must win the World Cup. Mother Nature must come through for us. You know, it's our time and uh, that's why we need to make sure that uh, these guys understand what is at stake for a country. We need it. We definitely do. Great stuff. Mr. Zundi, we really appreciate your time. You've been kind enough to come to studio on your busy day and you still have other interviews uh, tonight on TV. Uh, so we really appreciate it and we don't take it for granted. We wish you all the best for the World Cup. It looks like the squad generally has been well received, but they're always going to be obviously the, the, the talks with any squad, whether it's football or rugby or not. But I can see the majority of the reaction on social media. People seem to be happy with the squad. Thank you for the platform. I think for all of us is to support the team and support the decision has been made. We all have to support the the team and we wish all the we wish ev- all the boys um, a great um, tournament and they must just bring it bring it home great stuff thank you say so we're not done though we're done with mr zondi but we're still talking the world cup squad after this break Hashtag SAFM Sport On. We are not done talking cricket, so please keep those calls coming. 891 and those voice notes on WhatsApp 0614104107. We thought we should also invite a journalist here and get his thoughts. So we've got freelance journalist and regular contributor at the New Frame. And many of you will know him from the Sunday Independent at that lovely column that we used to read every Sunday. Uh, Lungani Zama is here in studio with us. Lungani, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Ah, it's obvious. So it's a pleasure, my man. Good to see you. Well, you've had the the conversation, but firstly, what's your take on this squad? Is it balanced? Is it the right squad? Yeah, look, it's balanced. They've ticked all the boxes they needed to tick. Um, we can never all be happy about every single name there because uh, we all selectors in our own heads. But um, when you look at it and the reasons that have been given by Linda Zondi, um, you understand them. They're cricket decisions. Uh, not everyone's ever going to agree with you, but um, you know the hash versus Riza debates, which is what it came down to. You've gone for experience over a lack of form, so you can understand that in that sense. So, yeah, all you can say is good luck to the team, and and hopefully they break this this bogey that we've been waiting for since 1992. Okay, we've got also on the line Coach Jeffrey Toyana, who joins us. Coach, good evening. Thanks for joining us on SAFM. Yes, hello, Amanda, and and hello to the listeners as well. Thanks for joining us, Sandawana. Lots of talk about Riza Hendricks. People are not happy. You worked with him, obviously, your player. What's your view? Should he have gone to the World Cup? Yeah, it's quite disappointed. I mean, um, yes, I know he's averaging 26, uh, like in one day internationals, but uh, the good time he's had uh, with the players and the opportunity that he's got, I very, really felt that um, he was close to being you know, like in that side. Uh, sentimental selection, you know, like it's always going to be tough. You know, yes, I'm like, you know, tough times for him. I mean, his father has not been good. And um, came back for the Cobras and uh, not put in the numbers and things like that. I know also Gallag Rizzo has not put in the numbers. But uh, for me, for me, to be honest, I would have taken a Gallag Rizzo, you know, to the World Cup. And, uh, I know a guy like Reza would have made it a big difference for us as we move forward. Mm. 
And Lungane, just back to you, I actually asked the, the, the convener of selectors about the lack of matches going to the World Cup. Is that a concern? Uh, is it understandable because some countries will be playing ODI matches? Yeah, big concern. I mean, you're picking guys on form in January and February and we're playing in May, end of May, June, July. Um, hey, you know, Jeff, he's a Liverpool supporter <laughs> and a Sundown supporter. There's a lot going on there. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to go there. But um, yeah, it's it's a concern. It's a, you, you pick by feel and, you know, guys, Quinny's been in the form of his life yeah. in January and February, but May is a long time away. We don't know what happens. So these World Cup things are, are always about gut feel and you hope that you made the right decision and you hope the players that you've backed back you up as well because you can look a bit silly sometimes as selectors when you pick guys on what they've done at the beginning of the year and you're playing in the middle of the year in completely contrasting conditions. So why are we not playing matches then? Is it IPL? Is it IPL pulling everybody? Ah, it's 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 end of season for us in in our climate. Mm-hmm. So the only way we could have organised is maybe try and go and play an island or something. But Ireland already booked in. England. People are going to play. Yeah, yeah. Zimbabwe are going to play them. England are going to play them. So it's unfortunate in that sense. Um, the only other thing is that those people not playing IPL, you might have sent them to play some county cricket. Aiden's over there already. Um, it's tricky. The warm up matches again. We meet Sri Lanka. Yo, we feel, you know, guys like Malinga, almost family now, we see them so often. Um, so you hope that guys are going to get some value out of that West Indies and Sri Lanka game before playing England, you know, one of the yeah. favourites. Coach Jeff, talk to us about a guy like Rassi van der Dersen. He also a solid performer there for the Lions. I think that's the guy you call Matausen, is he? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, like he's a Matausen. So I've gone to England, you know, like it's always been at the tough. I mean, the ball is swinging there. Yeah. I mean, it swings for like, you know, six, ten overs or so. And our first game is going to be tough. I mean, like we're playing England, that game. Yeah. You know, like we basically have to try hit the ground running. And uh, it is going to be tough for us. You, you know, you're know, going to tell us not. And, uh, and, and it's a big balance of our side. You know, like it's going to be... Yes, I know that we've left uh, a guy like Chris Morris has been left out. Mm. Uh, but for me, you know, he's a big player. He should have been maybe part of the squad to see, you know, where we're going, things like that. But, uh, yes, our first game is going to be tough. Uh, swimming ball. I think our first game is against England. Yeah, May 13th. And, uh, yeah, England. And uh, it is going to be tough. But uh, I have to... It's happy overall with the selectors, and, and I agree with the money. Like when he says, you know, the Google team, we are going, um, uh, you know, conform. You know, conform. Yes, conform. Uh, a guy like Reza has not put up the runs, and a guy like Amla, well, he's not put up the runs as well, but in terms of the experience, I mean, the coverage is for the six in England. And um, yes, maybe they give the right man to go. Okay. Uh, Lungani, the other big talking point is uh, the issue of the... Okay, before we go to the wicket keepers, Edin Makram is there. Where do you see him playing in this team? Where do you see him betting here? Uh, firstly, I want to back up uh, Prajef and say that for me, mm. if I was Linda Zondi and I was convener of selectors, which thankfully I'm not, I would have taken Chris Morris. I think you need one X-Factor player who... Just like a soccer player you can bring on for the last 20 minutes when you need to 
throw everything at the game. If he comes off, you can chase anything. You can bowl out anyone. Um, I think Dwayne and Andy are very similar mm -hmm. in terms of what they do. And I think mm -hmm. that is a bit of a limitation, but what's done is done. Uh, in terms of Aiden Markram, um, anywhere from top order all the way down to the middle order, he's shown it for the Titans. Um, obviously, there's a concern about his ability against spin against the Asian teams. So that mm -hmm. will be something that needs to be to, to be dealt with. But um, again, it's someone that they've backed. And when he was under pressure and had to prove himself in the franchise system, he went and scored a bucket of runs under pressure. So he he had to go. You've covered a lot of matches at Kingsmead, at the Dolphins there. Um, I'm not sure how many times you've seen David Miller keep, but what do you make of this decision uh, to take one specialist keeper, basically? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, you, you, If you take a full-on specialist wicketkeeper, you literally telling him you're going to sit and watch Quinton play until Quinton gets injured, mm. uh, which is unlikely. And if Quinton gets injured badly enough to go home, then we would have brought in a keeper anyway. So I think it's a sensible decision given the numbers and boxes we're trying to tick all at once. And David Miller is a natural sportsman. He has been all his life. So he's shown that he's capable. He's kept in a couple of games. If he was going in cold and he hadn't done anything, it would be a bigger concern. But I think the fact that he's shown against Sri Lanka that he can do it against pace and spin... Uh, it'll be good. On, it, it, it'll be good enough. Okay, we have to take another break, but the lines are still open on 0891-104-207 and we'll go to WhatsApp voice notes on 0614104107. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Yeah, let's go to some voice notes that have come through. Hi there, this is Roger here from Cape Town and uh, I just want to say uh, one particular thing is just well done to you selectors. I know that it's such an incredibly difficult um, job and as South Africans we really are rooting for you and want to say well done. Very difficult to find a balance between experience and youthfulness and uh, looking at that squad uh, you have picked a fantastic squad and we're rooting for South Africa, rooting for the Proteas and uh, well done to you as a selection team. Uh, really is difficult and to be the, one of those five people actually making those decisions it's easy sitting on our couch and judging what you do and don't do but we just want to say well done and thanks for doing all that hard work keep it up okay great stuff thanks for that uh, voice note there jeff what are what are the chances of the proteas winning the world cup do you see them winning the world cup can you put money on them yeah uh, yeah tough call tough call but I think for me, I mean, the, the key is the Quinton de Kock. You know, Quinton de Kock, I mean, it's going to be key for us as we move forward. Yes, Amla is out of form at the moment, but uh, the average is over for six, you know, like in England. The average is for two, I think, in the World Cup, you know, big tournaments and things like that. But for me, I mean, the key, you know, like I just said, is the, uh, the collective de Kock. I mean, like we've seen Cafeter Lavada. The IPL, I mean, bowling those big overs and uh, putting in those big, uh, big numbers in those big overs, and making sure that you know his teams, you know, go through. But for me, tough, 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 tough. It is going to be tough. Um, I'll be equally surprised if we get to the semis. I'm not being a skeptical or whatever the case is, but. Uh, if you get to families, I'll be, I'll be quite happy with their performance. Yes. Okay, great stuff, Jeff. Thanks for joining us, Coach. We'll invite you again in studio, but we really appreciate your time. Is is is, is that the key for you also, Lungani, Kuntin Tikoki? You didn't come off in New Zealand in the last World Cup? Yeah, Kuni was injured. 
yeah. going to New Zealand. Yeah. He was injured before. He never had a pre-tournament build-up, uh, but he was backed as the guy and it didn't come off, obviously. And even he himself has admitted that he wants to go into this World Cup fully fit, fully ready, in form. And he is going that way. So, yeah, if Quinton de Kock fires, there's a lot of teams that don't want to bowl to him because he can hit you anywhere. It doesn't matter whether you bowl pace or spin. It doesn't matter. There could be another guy that a lot of teams don't want to face in Andrich Nogier. What do you make of his selection there? And um, is he is he like a, a surprise pick? Is he the one that's supposed to surprise the, the other teams because they really haven't seen much of him? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's an interesting selection. You know, South, South Africans are naturally conservative when it comes to these World Cups. We always pick what we know. Andrich Nogier had a good MSL and then got injured before it finished. But Couldn't go to IPL also. Couldn't go to IPL, but he showed enough that he can blow teams away. He's got 150 clicks an hour pace. Uh, so if he comes off, yeah, he can blow a team away in a spell. And, could, you know, it, 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 pace, you, you, there's no substitute for pace. There are two spinners, well, two specialist spinners in this team. Do you see the Proteus playing two spinners in one match in England? It's possible. Uh, in certain conditions, especially down south, when you go to Southampton, you play a team like West Indies who like pace on the ball. Uh, it's possible to to play two wrist spinners. Uh, Imran Tahir picks himself. Um, yeah, it, it, it's possible. But the fact that both of them don't really bet is a problem because you extend the tail when you play both of them. And that's South Africa's Achilles heel for forever and ever. Their bowlers don't really make runs. Mm. And as I asked Jeff, I mean, what do you make of the team's chances? Hey, uh, look, I think we're probably going to get to the Australia group game the well, the last round robin game in Manchester, which will almost essentially be a quarter final, when you look at the way that it could pan out. So you have to win that game to get to the semis, um, and then anything can happen when you get to the semis. And as as Jeff alluded, if Quinton de Kock and KJ Rabada have the World Cup that we know they can have, they're both match winners with bat or ball, and they can blow any team away. So if those two stand out, and I think Alungingiti, who most people don't know well enough, mm. if he stays fit. And he gets into rhythm between now and May 30. He could be a handful, especially in those conditions with his size, with his bounce. And, uh, hey, uh, you know, a man can only dream. So come July, mid-July, if, if, if Proteas are still there, maybe it is finally their time to do what, what... And the fact that they're not going in as one of the favorites this time probably helps them because they can go under the radar. No one expects them to beat England in the first game. No one expects them to get to, to the final. So maybe it suits them. The one guy we actually didn't didn't touch on much, probably didn't touch on at all, is Andele Petluguayo. I mean, he's come along nicely. I think he also had to prove himself and he's uh, had some good scores in the momentum. One day challenge, as I mentioned, you watch a lot of Dolphins matches. He's got a couple of 60s there. Uh, what's changed in his game? What's improved? Is it, is it his game or is it just the confidence? Yeah, I think uh, Linda challenged him, you know, and, and also coaches. But Linda challenged him and said, look, we can't pick you as an all-rounder if you're not making runs. That doesn't qualify as an all-rounder. You can bowl your death bowling, you can bowl your slower balls, but if you can't make runs, we can't call you an all-rounder. We have to look elsewhere. And I think that pressure and that ultimatum sort of makes a guy looks at himself and take his batting a lot more seriously. He made a bunch of 50s, um, different kinds of innings as well, not just bashing the ball and scoring a 200 strike rate. He had responsible innings, so he's he's maybe he's maturing. Maybe you realize that the World Cup dream was something that could be taken away from him and you know, fear of failure or fear of loss for for players in in any sport is a big thing because you want it that much and when you see that it's being taken away from you you fight harder and until it's come off with bat so yeah this may be his chance because he went to champions trophy and didn't play a single game but he learned mm. 
a lot on the sidelines and maybe now he feels that he can contribute fully in, on, on the field. Steph Garrett says, I would have dropped Shamsi and taken Morris. I don't think we need two specialist spinners. JP can also bowl with Tahir. Could that have been a risk worth exploring? Yeah, yeah. look, you know, you can swing around these permutations anywhere you want. It's unlikely that they'll play two spinners, really. Um, and JP does. JP has experience. He can ball spin. He can mix it up pace-wise. He can ball it a bit slow and try to turn it if it is turning. I personally, I've been a Chris Morris advocate for the longest time. I've taken a lot of flack for it. But I just think that you need a guy that even if he's unpredictable from your own side, you don't know what you're going to get from him. If you don't know, the opposition certainly doesn't know. And he can st- he's one of the cleanest strikers of a cricket ball in South African cricket still. And he can bowl at 140 k's an hour. And that's one of the mandates that they set of their pace bowlers. So if you've got a guy who can bat and bowl 140 and field as extraordinarily as he does, I think there should have been a space in that squad for him, but the squad is done, so it's pointless talking about Morris anymore. Finally, who's your money on then? I'm a South African, so I have to say my money is on South Africa. Besides South Africa now. Let's, Besides let's South, South Africa. Africa side. Who, who, who else do you think is a strong favourite? Yeah, England, number one ringside in the world, playing at home? Look, I think England play a system of cricket that's based on that Moneyball movie where they say they press the accelerator and they go all the way. I think... India, if Virat Kohli has a tournament of his life, which is possible with Virat Kohli because he's self-motivated. So those are the two strong favourites, obviously. But I just think Pakistan and West Indies are dark horses that you can't ignore because regardless of their personal circumstances, what's going on at home with politics and whatever, they know how to turn up at tournaments and they know how to transfer pressure onto opposition. And Chris Gale's playing his last tournament. They've just changed presidency in West Indies. They've just beaten England several times. They know what they need to do, and they're going to turn up and have Calypso cricket. So someone or runs Calypso into them. cricket. Or Calypso. That's the <laughs> thing with them. You don't know what you get. So you could turn up and smash England in a semi-final, and suddenly you know one of the favourites is gone. So yeah, look forward to an interesting World Cup, and I think it's it's one of the more open ones that we can look forward to in a long time. Great stuff. Lungani Zama, freelance journalist, also contributor at the New Frame. Thank you very much for joining us and coming to studio. We're going to continue these discussions about cricket every Thursday here on SAFM Spot On. So do join us as we build up to the Cricket World Cup. But our time is up. Sonia Zomapekte should be up next. I don't see him, but I'm sure he's here somewhere. Uh, but first, it's time for news. My name is Tabi Somosia.